Missouri basketball takes down Lindenwood, and Isaiah Mosley actually gets off the bench. So a lot of positives to talk about coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, your team every day. And this episode of Locked on Mizzou is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Missouri and New Mexico State right here on Sling. Sling TV, the TV you'll love. For a price you'll love. Try it today. And of course, Missouri, New Mexico State on ESPNU via Sling TV. But of course, you know what? I want to start. We're going to talk some football a little bit later. But I do want to start with the Missouri basketball team, which is off to a nice 3-0 and start. Of course, that's to, ex- to be expected against a fairly weak schedule, obviously, so far. Although I will say Southern Indiana... Looking like a better team than I think most would have expected, especially in their first season of Division I basketball. But but like the aforementioned Southern Indiana, Lindenwood putting in its first season of Division I basketball as well, also a part of the Ohio, Ohio Valley Conference. And really the beautiful thing so far to me about this Missouri basketball team just the best ball movement, the best passing I've seen by a Missouri team in years. I mean, I, I truly I truly am not even sure how far we have to go back there. Do we have to go all the way back to 2012 for a better passing team? Maybe we do. And the thing about ball movement is that's something that's going to translate to every opponent, especially when you've got a bunch of seniors and juniors on this squad. Now, while many of them haven't played much together, Well, these are smart basketball players. These are veteran players that have been around college basketball. Guys like Nick Honor. Guys like Kobe Brown, of course. Trey Gomillion, I think, has been a really pleasant surprise. I think think most of us expected Gomillion to be a good hustle player, a, a fan favorite in a lot of ways. I think he's much more skilled than I would have anticipated. Some dunks from Trey Gomillion last night, making it look pretty easy, too. So he's pretty tall. He's pretty athletic. He can shoot it. There's just a lot about Trey Gomillion to like. And speaking of ball movement, well, I brought up Isaiah Mosley in the tease, right? Well, he got 14 minutes last night. Looked pretty good doing it. Amusingly, basically refused to shoot in the basketball game. I have to say, I looked at the box score and saw that Mosley was two for two from the floor. I don't ever remember him taking a shot. I'm sure he did. I'm sure the box score is right. But what I really remember was Isaiah playing a lot of hot potato basketball, but also making some really, really excellent passes once again. So whatever is needs to be figured out here between Mosley and the rest of the team, whatever he needs to do to, to get more minutes, I don't think it's because he can't play. Let's put it that way. If anything, I have to think because, again, this is my speculation here, when he was at Missouri State, well, he was the offense, essentially. And when he got the ball, I'm sure the ball kind of slows down and sticks a little bit. That's not what Dennis Gates wants right now. 
He wants his team to be moving the basketball quickly. And if you're open, shoot it. By all means, if you're open, shoot it. Clearly, guys have the green light on this team. But I think Mosley's just trying to find his way in here because I really like his game so far. I, I got to think he's going to get more action. But again, I don't want to overemphasize the Mosley thing either because right now this team's looking pretty darn good offensively. In fact, I believe they're borderline top 25 so far based on you know tempo-adjusted efficiency rankings and all that good stuff. But by the way, speaking of guys who are ready to shoot... Nick Honor, I love that he's an aggressive shooter. I just like his game anyway. I love a point guard who's built like a fire hydrant and can take some contact. You're going to have a tough time taking the ball away from Nick Honor, but I love his aggressive three-point shooting. When you have a, a point guard who is willing to shoot from out there and can do it well, it really stretches the defense out, opens up the lane even more for everybody. I just think that this Missouri team, it'll be interesting to see. I think during the Kim Anderson and Conzo Martin eras, we saw a lot of shots blocked at the rim. I just think you're good. this team is more athletic, but also, more importantly, I think you're just going to see better spacing, better passing, better shooting, the whole deal, better playmaking. So right now, again, I don't want to overemphasize the Isaiah Mosley thing because I don't think offense is the problem with his team whatsoever. If anything, Missouri still has to be better defensively in terms of finding shooters, getting lost defensively, because right now this team that has a lot of experience just seems like they have a ton of cohesion on offense, but defense, it seems like they're still trying to find it. And by the way, shout out to my hero, and yours, Ben Sternberg, covering the spread by pulling up from some 35 feet at the buzzer, the walk-on and one of the captains on this roster. He was very, very pleased with himself, too. Getting very excited after that three-pointer. I got excited for him. I thought it was fun and hilarious, by the way. And, of course, I tweeted out after talking about how I wasn't particularly concerned that Tennessee quote-unquote, ran up the score at the end of the Missouri game. I was going, you know, if you're mad at Tennessee, I guess you got to be mad at Ben Sternberg, too, for running up the score for the Tigers, to which some Missouri fans took on its face value and took seriously and were telling me, well, no, this is why that's different. And I'm going, guys, that was a lighthearted tweet. Everybody calm down for just a second. Again, I'm very consistent here, okay? Just like I don't care that Tennessee, with especially its backups, its backup quarterback in particular, was still throwing the ball and trying to get in the end zone, fine. Well, I'm not mad at Ben Sternberg for his one minute of glory. He's not going to play a ton of, ton of action this season. I think we can safely say that. So who can blame him for getting up a shot there? Dennis Gates told him he could shoot it, and shoot it he did. Knocked it down. But you know what? That actually did... This whole discussion of running up the score, especially in terms of football, it did spark something in my head, and I do think there should be an option for teams in football, just like in combat sports. You should have an option to tap out of a football game if you really want to. So let's let's transition to football and also talk more about, of course, yes, the Missouri quarterback situation for the future. Coming up, but first I want to tell you about upside because, well, as we know, inflation, that's a real phenomenon right now. Prices 
are higher. Maybe not as high as at the absolute top, but you know what? Higher than we'd like them to be. But hey, upside of prices? Well, I got some upside for you. Start now and download the free Upside app and you'll easily save money whenever you get gas, groceries, or dine out, of course, as we all do. So again, get started and download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, it's all Upside with Upside. That's basically free money, folks. So again, download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED for $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more by using the promo code LOCKED. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen today. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter to the biggest stories Go beyond the box score, behind the scenes, with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get yo podcasts. And again, on this running up the score thing, it occurs to me that as a gamer online, occasionally, listen, I've been beating the crap out of somebody and having the crap beaten out of me. And you know what you can do? You can essentially throw in the towel, quit and say, "Bye bye you win. Hey, nice, nice job, but I got better things to do. And essentially, this is what you get to do in all combat sports, right? Famously in his second fight with Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran famously said no mas and did not come out for the next round. Well, I think you should be able to figuratively throw in, or perhaps literally, I don't know, maybe there should be an actual towel that a head coach can throw in, but a figurative throwing in of the towel, because guess what? This will end any and all complaints about running up the score. If you don't want the score run up, well, throw in the towel, quit the game and say, concede, like just like you concede a putt in match play. Again, you tap out in MMA, you say no moss in boxing. There's a million different examples of this. And frankly, I think it's a legitimate option in a sport like football. If you're getting mauled, you've got injuries that are possibilities, throw in the towel. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Now, don't get me wrong. If that happened, would I actually see a bunch of coaches taking that option? No, I really don't. I don't think you'll, you'd see a lot of towel throw-ins. It's different to do it for a team than it is for an individual-type sport. Hard to throw in the towel for 100 guys or something on a college football team. I understand all of that, but at the same time, my point is not that I think there'll be a lot of towel throwing ins if this happens. I'm just tired of people complaining, especially in a in big boy college football of the Southeastern Conference. I mean, these guys get paid now, by the way. Luther Burden, for instance, getting a pretty good chunk of change this season, and good for him, by the way. But just don't give me this, oh, they shouldn't run up the score stuff when you got your backups in again. Were you mad at Ben Sternberg? Because if you're being consistent, if you're mad at Tennessee and Josh Heupel and Joe Milton, I guess, well, you got to be mad at Ben Sternberg too. And frankly, I don't want to live in a world where I'm mad at my personal hero, Ben Sternberg. 
But you know what? On to a more pressing topic and obviously the most important topic around Missouri football right now. And no, it's not the Eli Drinkwitz contract extension. Although if you're annoyed with that, I can't say I blame you. Don't have a great argument against that. It's just not my money, so I don't care. Is that a bad opinion? It probably is. That's just where I am on the whole thing emotionally. But when it comes to the Missouri quarterback situation, here's the bottom line on Brady Cook. Some people at Missouri just think, oh, this guy's terrible. And I've heard all the opinions about, well, Brady Cook's not any good, blah, blah, blah. I think he's okay. I think he's a lot better than his biggest detractors think. Let's put it that way. He's had his moments. Definitely had his bad moments, too. He has his pluses. He has his minuses, without a doubt. But that gives him something in common with, again, a lot of the Southeastern Conference and certainly a lot of Division I football. But ultimately, for next season, for 2023, you cannot be counting on Brady Cook to be your starting quarterback next season. You just can't. Because here's the deal. Can he improve and win the job next season? Yeah, sure. I think he can. But can you count on that? Absolutely not. To me, that would be irresponsible. And I don't see any signs that Eli Drinkwitz is going to do that, by the way. So then the question becomes, is Sam Horn the guy, obviously? Well, if not, if the true fresh or the redshirt freshman is what he'll be next season, if the redshirt freshman, if he's not ready to start next season, you're going to have to hit the portal 100%. And by the way, you maybe have to hit the portal anyway if you really think about it. Because if Brady Cook isn't going to start, if he gets an indication he's certainly not going to be the starter, it's a, a long way uphill, for as much as he loves Missouri, is it a sure thing he's back next season? I hope he's back next season. I really do, but I don't think it's 100%. Also, Jack Abraham is certainly gone. His eligibility will have been exhausted, and it's clear that this staff doesn't believe in Tyler Macon currently. You also have true freshman Jabari Johnson entering the fold from the state of Washington, and there's quite a few names there, but how many of them are a sure thing to be a better starter than what Missouri has right now? Because if it isn't Sam Horn, and if you don't find the portal quarterback like you struck out last season, well... Eli Drinkwitz, that big contract, the one thing it did, it definitely put him under more pressure for next season. It's win next season or who knows, anything's possible. Then that buyout does start to look a little bit steep and heavy. And by the way, speaking of Brady Cook, it's hard to believe, but man, Missouri was actually down 28-24 in the third quarter of that Tennessee game on the back of an absolutely beautiful pass by Brady Cook to Dominic Lovett. And that's this week's thrilling moment in college football, which is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it does have to be that beautiful slot fade pass to Dominic Lovett, and I will say, I've said before that Brady doesn't always put the ball in maybe the perfect spot on those deep balls. He absolutely put it in the perfect spot 
on that touchdown pass. So give it up to him. Unfortunately, of course, it was all downhill from there. But you know what? This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Now, while obviously Isaiah Mosley's relative lack of minutes has been a big topic of conversation among many Mizzou fans, well, a lot of my closest friends who really follow college basketball have also been asking me about Mohamed Diara as well, I think. Because Diara, the junior college prospect, showed such an intriguing skill set in his highlight tape for a guy who's Six foot eleven, something like that, showed some range shooting, showed the ability to put the ball on the floor a little bit. But I just think that sort of like Mosley, but for different reasons, he's having a tough time fitting into what Dennis Gates is trying to do. And I think ultimately Diara's gonna have a tougher time finding minutes than Mosley, certainly, just because I just think the quickness isn't quite there, both offensively and defensively. I think while certainly Missouri is going to struggle at times on the glass and protecting the rim, and in theory a big body like Diara can help that, I'm just not sure that he's quick enough laterally right now. At least I haven't seen it yet in, in limited action to make me believe that he he's a plus defensively. And offensively, I just don't know that he fits what Missouri wants to do right now. You look at the Missouri starting five, your biggest guys are Kobe Brown and Noah Carter. Noah Carter's been shooting a ton of threes, making them quite well too. Brown's been getting up jump shots and slashing. It just doesn't really fit with what Missouri wants to do. I think anytime at this point, if if somebody's in there who's slowing down the game in terms of side-to-side movement or passing, ball movement, whatever it might be, just seems like Dennis Gates is not about that life. And speaking of pace, By the way, obviously Missouri is getting up shots fairly quickly, but the one thing I love is that Missouri is getting into its stuff more quickly. Just a very simple basketball concept is that, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there's something called a shot clock. You only have 30 seconds for every possession. So you know what makes it easier? Getting into your stuff faster. Too often the last few years, Missouri slowly dribbles the ball down the floor and there's practically 20 seconds left on the shot clock, sometimes less, before you've even made an attempt to get into anything offensively. Well, Dennis Gates, his philosophy, he said this explicitly that the first 8 to 10 seconds or so of any possession is basically up to his players. They can be in attack mode and make something happen. And then the last 20 is kind of up to him. Then you got to run the offense, run the plays, all that good stuff as my lights flicker for some reason. At least at least we didn't lose power there. So sorry for getting distracted there for a second. Where was I? Okay. We're still we're still on the rails on this podcast here people, but my point is I just think again, what Gates wants to do. You look at his crunch time lineup in the previous game that was a little bit closer, obviously, than this Lindenwood ball game. You had basically the starters, Nick Honor, Des Moines Hodge, Trago Million, 
Go Million in there, by the way, instead of DeAndre Golston. I actually think Go Million has found his footing more than Golston has so far, and that crunch time lineup sort of confirms that, again, along with Noah Carter and Kobe. But interestingly enough, your sixth man that was rotating in and out there, true freshman Aiden Shaw. God, do I love me some Aiden Shaw already. And you can just tell that defensively, clearly he's valuable already, despite the fact that for as fluid of an athlete as he is, clearly Shaw has a lot to learn at this level. It's only, we're we're three games in, right? That's natural. He's going to get so much better as time goes along here. But I just think it's really encouraging to see that Gates is already trusting him as basically one of the five best defenders he's going to put on the court when it's nut-crunching time, when it's the end of the game. So that's a great sign already. Shaw with 18 minutes last night and once again was very productive with them. All right, we've made it to the end. No need to restart the recording, thank God, because I don't have time for that. So thanks for making Locked On Mizzou once again your first listen. And for your next listen, of course, check out Lost Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories, instant reactions, big game recaps, and your take of the day available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get finer podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.